Welcome to the Farmer's Voice. I'm Alan Watts with Kentucky Farm Bureau. On today's program, we visit with Carl Cheney from Warren County. Carl, tell us about you and your farming operation. We've been farming on this farm here since 1888, and I'm fourth generation, and uh, our kids will be fifth generation. And uh, My dad started in 1940 uh, milking cows, and he started with two cows milking them by hand, and by 48, he was milking 14 cows by hand, and that's when we got electricity here on the farm. In 62, Dad built a barn, and we milked in that barn for 54 years, of course, twice a day, every day. And then in June 14, 2016, we started milking with a robot, and uh, the robot has done a fantastic job. Uh, back in 2003, we were really worried about how we were going to uh, continue to keep the farm going. Uh, milk prices were low, and uh, it was just kind of a struggle. And so Deborah and I, my wife, uh, we did some research and decided to uh, open an ice cream store on our farm. And, of course, that has, that has gone over very, very, very well. And, uh, matter of fact, last year we made about 30,000 gallons of ice cream. And, uh, and then about three years ago, our daughter Elizabeth, uh, she came back and uh, – she helps us with uh, doing the processing of the milk now uh, a couple of days a week. So uh, now we've kind of come full circle, and uh, we're taking our products directly from the cows to the consumer. Here's we're talking in the fall. Busy, busy time for you guys, too. A lot of folks love to come and visit you on this, don't they, Carl? Yeah, they do. You know, fall break uh, is, a, is a busy time for us, uh, but... You know, summer is an extremely busy time for us. And so, uh, you know, it just seems like it, you know, we would, we would start to get busy around May and then we would slow down, you know, and, and to about November 1st, we'd start to slow down. And now it just seems like that we're, we have a whole new level of business, uh, throughout the year. Now we do try to close for about two or three weeks. Uh, in the first part of January, uh, to kind of plan and figure out, you know, what we're going to do. And, and the, and the girls up at the dairy barn, uh, them, they really do a good job of cleaning, really do a really deep cleaning. And, uh, you know, but down to the farm, it's, you know, 365. You just keep on keeping on. Did you ever see the, uh, milk and the ice cream business taking off like it did when you guys started doing that, Carl? Well, the ice cream business really started, really started, I mean, it, it's been good from the beginning. The first year we did about 5,000 gallons of ice cream, and it's just gradually increased every year, just just doing very well. Uh, the processing of the milk, it was almost overnight um, because when COVID hit, um, our sales to the grocery store uh, tripled almost overnight. And it was an unbelievable uh, thing to watch and then try to plan on, on on how to get, you know, all that milk processed and then all to the stores. And, you know, that was a, that was a challenge in itself. Uh, and then and then also talking about the ice cream, our ice cream really went to another level about two years ago when we started uh, making our own ice cream mix. Uh, we now use nonfat dry milk, which is is not the uh, solids of choice for most ice cream mix because it's expensive. But we felt like that if we were going to 
you know, really do a great job with the ice cream that we had to have that. And then also uh, we do a 16% butterfat ice cream where most people do 14. So it just seems like the last two years it's just uh, it's just gone to another level on uh, on, on how, good it, how good it is. Tell me about your cows. How many cows do you guys have? What breed do you have on the farm there? Sure. Uh, we milk jerseys. And that is what Dad started with back in 1940. So we've had jerseys here on this farm now for about uh, about 80, 82 years now. Um, we milk again with the robot, uh, you know, and and the jerseys really do well with the robot. Uh, they really take to it. Uh, it's we usually have at least three visits per cow per day for the robot. And uh, it's not uncommon for the cows to be pushing, you know, 70, 75 pounds of milk a day. Uh, and they just, they they really go well with it. We've got a compost bedded pack barn uh, and the cows are very comfortable. Of course, we opened that up for tours and uh, we're probably going to push about 15,000 people uh, through either our self-guided tours or our guided tours where we bring them down on a wagon from the from the uh, from the dairy barn from the ice cream store. We have about 54 acres and uh, we grow our corn silage um, and we we also grow wheat and ryegrass uh, for the cows. And then I also buy some local alfalfa that we uh, that we put up and uh, feed also. It's a pretty impressive operation. Just having a scene in the summer for ourselves. And- what you guys do? Uh, what's the reaction to people when they come visit your farm, there, Carl? You know, it's it's really cool. We have a address. We have a, or, I'm sorry, a check-in book where people can write their names down and write some comments. And I, I guess the biggest comment that we good we get is thank you for opening up your farm. Uh, I appreciate being able to bring my children and showing them an actual farm and how the product such as milk is produced. Uh, and then it's really cool to have, um, you know, people that maybe milked cows 20, 30 years ago and they come back in and they said, well, I came because when they told me there was a robot that milked cows, I told them there was no way. There's no way because every cow is different. And they absolutely love, and they'll sit there for 45 minutes to an hour and watching that robot milk different cows. And it's just really been good. Dory, my niece, uh, she and I work together here at the farm. And she and I, if we have an opportunity, we will step in and say, hello, have you got any questions? Uh, And then they'll always say no. And then there will be two or three questions they'll ask. And uh, it's, it's really cool. Uh, because it seems like people really enjoy it. Obviously, you're pretty busy in the farm. You're, you're your wife are as well. Well, how are you involved in the community there, Carl? Well, of course, we're um, we we're members of Warren County Farm Bureau. Um, and it's it's pretty neat. My dad, my grandfather was uh, president of Warren County Farm Bureau uh, years ago. My dad was president of Warren County Farm Bureau. And I served as Warren County Farm Bureau and just feel like that that is an organization that we need to be uh, always working with because they are the best way that we get our message out 
to the consumer and the people, and they work for us. They're always there trying to, you know, you know, if there's any bills that are coming up, to make sure that they are in our best interest if they are passed. So my wife and I, we go to a Methodist church here locally. Uh, our business is a member of the uh, Chamber of Commerce. Uh, I'm on uh, the Extension Council. Uh, you know, as you get older, you start to see what a lot of these organizations have done for you, and then you realize that it's time for you to start giving back to them. Obviously, a lot of things going on on the farm this day and time. What are some of your big struggles? What are the tough things for you on the farm this day and time, Carl? Oh, yeah. Feed prices. Man, feed prices are are terrible. Uh, our average feed price up to about six months ago, we were probably running around eleven to $12,000 a month. And now I'd say that feed price is running sixteen to seventeen thousand dollars a month. Uh, everybody knows what diesel prices are doing. I mean, it's just it's it's more than tripled. I think uh, what we were what we were using. Um, labor at the farm has not been a problem for us. Um, we have the robot, so you know we the robot takes care of the milking and dory. And myself, and we have one one other person, a couple other people that will work part time to help us. Uh, some of them are school kids. My granddaughter, uh, grandkids, they all they all try to help it sometimes or another. Um, uh, up at the dairy barn, we haven't had a lot of problems. The ice cream store, we hire teenagers, and uh, they seem like they're always looking for money to put in their car. Uh, or to take their girlfriend out on on the weekend. Uh, the processing plant is kind of more of a specialized uh, labor pool, and so uh, we were fortunate that we've got a couple of good people down there that we then uh, plug in with uh, either Deborah or myself uh, to just keep things going. On the flip side, things. What do you guys? Enjoy? What do you enjoy about the farm, Carl? What what makes it what makes it special for you? Wow. Uh, you know, I really enjoy, and I know this is different than most people, with the tourism aspect of what we do, I absolutely enjoy being able to go down and talk to these consumers as they come down, and they've got all kinds of questions, and uh, it, it it's always cool to be able to communicate with them to find out what their issues are, what they seem as problems, and then to give them our point of view of why we do things the way that we do. And uh, uh, that is a fantastic thing. Of course, you know, as a farmer, you're able to do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it, I guess. But uh, that's not really the case because if the crop's ready to come in, then you've got to go out there and, you know, chop silage when it's ready or hay when it's ready or when the corn needs to be shelled or or however else it's uh, but I think I just I love the way of life and I guess the best thing really was it's the best way to raise a family that there's ever been my kids are uh, my kids are just fantastically uh, they work hard um, and they are just they're I'm so appreciative of the adults that they've become and I think the big part is because of the farm you mentioned your kids there, Carl. What does it mean for you to have them still connected to the barn for the next generation? One of these days. 
that's very important because Deborah and I realize we are not going to be here forever, and so we we try to consult them. Matter of fact, right now we are consulting with them on uh, we need to do we need to add on to the dairy barn. It's just gotten to where it's just it's just not big enough uh, for the consumer side and for the processing side. Uh, we we need to uh, fix a facility that is better adapted to making you know more and more ice cream. I think as we continue to go down the road as our business continues to mature and as maybe some of these uh, children, some of our kids or some of our grandkids start to come into the business. I'll say this. Well, well I think it's precious about you and your wife. Um saw your wife several times at the State Fair. We made several stops at the Chinese ice cream booth. <laughs> whether, you. You, whether you're out or she's out, one or the other, you can tell you guys love being out and talking to people and love being a part of what goes on there. You know something, when you've got a tremendous product, and and as you can tell, I'm very proud of it uh, because I I see the amount of work that goes into making this. You know, all the way from the cows, uh, all the way to the processing, all the way up to the dairy barn where the ice cream is made and, you know, where the milk is processed. Um, I, I think that's one of the cool things that people say when they talk to us. They can really see the passion and our voices about what we sell, and, uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm proud of that. Our guest today, Carl Chaney from Warren County. I'm Alan Watts for Kentucky Farm Bureau.